Hey everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin on 55KRC, the talk station. You are listening to Align Your Health. This is the show about maximizing your health through real health solutions without drugs and surgery. I'm sitting here with my wife, Ashley Berlin. Hello, good to be here this morning. And uh, it's almost back to school time, or it is back to school for some of you guys starting this week. Yes, it's a good, it's a glorious time of year. It's like a national holiday for some people. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Actually, back to school time really always makes me sad. Um, I really enjoy the summer and the times with our kids. We have three beautiful kiddos. And so back to school really does. um, It actually does make me a little sad. But there are some incredible things that we have to share with you today about helping um, get us to the place where we set our kids up for the best possible success this school year. Yeah. Every year we, we talk about raising healthy families. And alongside with raising healthy families is not just health in terms of, you know, not being sick or the diseases um, that people develop. We've talked recently about heart disease or things like that. Although those can be really big problems even with kids too. But one of the big ones, especially with the school year uh, approaching, is um, is really the mental health of our kids. Right. Their learning capabilities, their processing capabilities, their attentiveness. And so this is the time of year that, you know, summer has gone by. They had a lot of fun. We weren't worried about those things as much. We're, um, you know, we're taking family vacations. We're maybe a little off the track as far as how we're eating. Some people went totally off the rails. Yeah, <laughs> so, maybe so. totally off the rails. But what right. we're going to talk about today, and I'm really excited about, is is how do we keep our kids' mental state um, during school in the right direction? How do we not um, become too overbearing when it comes to, you know, uh, making them sit and study and do all this? How do we set them up really for success? So that we're not relying on really like dangerous medication. Ugh, yeah. I mean, give the, some of the stats in the U.S., for instance, we're five, roughly five to six percent of the world population, and we consume over seventy-five percent of all the world's pharmaceuticals. It's a, that's a mind-blowing statistic, and I know. Listen, we talked about this on the first, like the first show that we ever did on the air in our State of the Union, you know, so to speak. We really address this, and it's a mind-blowing statistic, and we come back to it frequently because yeah, if you, you know, well, let's go back to that. If you haven't heard that episode, yes. episode number one of this season of uh, Align Your Health, go back and it's podcasted. So check us out on iTunes, get on the podcast, and go back and listen to episode one because we really laid the foundation there. So um, if you if you don't know how to do that, you can just go to your podcast app on your iPhone and search Align Your Health or search Dr. Ryan or Ashley Berlin, or you can go to drryanlive.com and you can find the podcasted episodes there as well. Um, if you're if you're you know longtime listener, first time caller, you can also reach <laughs> us at 513-755-3583. That's my office number to reach out to my office staff um, at any time during the during the radio show that you want to call in and talk to someone about how we can get you help. But yeah, we we hit that a lot, and you know since 1990, there's one type of drug in particular that methylphenidate. Um, what, what's the, what's the big deal with that one? Where's the, the prescribing's gone up? What percentage? Yeah. 700% since 1990. So this is the, the equivalent between methylphenidate. So we're talking about the drugs like Ritalin, um, 
what's the other one? Vivance, Ritalin, Adderall, that some of these drugs actually resemble cocaine and some of them resemble um, speed. They're literally only like a molecule off. And and some of them, I think it's a carbon molecule. I can't remember what the other molecule is, but they're one, one molecule off from literally being cocaine or speed. And that's actually how they react within the body. Um, so these drugs, it's just getting out of out of control as far as how much they're being used in our school system today. And the number one thing that you can always count on when you talk to a parent whose kids are on this is that the vast majority of parents do not want their kids on it. No, they don't. And I would say the vast majority of kids who are on it don't like being on it. But then the one thing that I hear all the time, too, is that parents are actually scared to take their kids off of it. Because of some of the changes they saw, you know, as far as it helping them with school. Sure. Regardless of the fact that they also are noticing negative effects from the drugs. Right. Right. Yeah, this is a, there's, this can be a deep rabbit hole to go go down. It's like a catch 22. Right. Right. So some of the things we're going to talk about today are about how as parents, how are we going to set our kids up for health? Like what, how are we, and I know this is one that you love this one. But how are we going to set our kids up for health if we're not even doing the right things ourselves? Oh, my gosh. We, listen, we talk about this so much because you, it is impossible to lead your child on a healthy lifestyle if you don't know what a healthy style looks like. If you don't, if you don't know what health, like what healing is, if you don't know how to promote it in your own body, if you don't know the foods that you should be eating, if you're not, or if you know the foods that you're eating but you're not doing them, have you ever gone to a restaurant and ordered something, I mean, what you know, whatever it is, a dessert or French fries or whatever, and, and giving your kids broccoli and then say, no, you eat that. I mean, it, it, like it, it absolutely, I have a seven-year-old, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. I mean, it would, it would be- We hope the answer that's no, by the way. Right. No, but I mean, it would be pure chaos yeah. if I was trying to eat something like that in front of them and then, and then put So I think what happens food. a lot of times in those situations, whether it's food or whether it's medication or whether it's anything, is that parents actually will give- the thing that they shouldn't even be consuming themselves or they don't want their kids to have, they'll give it to their kids out of guilt that they themselves are and want to be doing it. Right. Right. Or like kids drinking pop. Right. Or how about this? How about um, you're putting your kids on Ritalin or Adderall because it's really tough to to not want to put them on that or to tell them they can't be on it or they can't look for a solution like that if you're taking a depressive or anxiety medication yourself as an adult Ugh. and a parent of a kid. Bingo. Bingo. Right? How like how are you going to look outside of that to a different solution and be willing to change if you're not being even willing to change it and look for an outside solution yourself? So if you're a mom or a dad right now and your kids are on uh, a medication for ADD or ADHD or um, a sensory disorder or something like that, and they're on a medication for that, and you, like, and, and you want to get them off it, or, or maybe they're being told they need to be on a medication for that, but you, you don't want to put them in that direction, yet you yourself aren't addressing your own um, situation from a holistic standpoint, and you're just taking, swallowing the pill, so to speak, rather than fixing your your lifestyle to address the problem then, you know, I just think that's the conundrum right there. Right, 
Right. And, and maybe, maybe you're the type of person who doesn't realize that there is a solution. Like if you have a teacher who's calling you and, and they're saying, Hey, you know, uh, your son Johnny is acting up at school and we are recommending that you look into ADHD medication or, you know, ADD medication and, and you take Johnny, you know, to the doctor and he's like, and, and you say, you know, the teacher recommended that we do this because he's having X, Y, and Z behavior issues and he's not sitting through school all day. And then you take him to the doctor and the doctor says, okay, you know, here's this medication. We put them on this medication and then you come home and, and, and you were just flowing through that system. Right. And, and there was no point along the way where you drew a line in the sand and you said, no, I'm going to, you know, instead we're going to look at Johnny's breakfast Yeah. because what if, what if this is fruit loops and cereal and sugar that's getting them all hopped up before he goes to school, Yeah, you which, know, which in so many times it is. And that's part of the problem. We're going to hit right. several of those. Yeah, we're gonna hit a lot of these, and then and then Johnny's nervous system yeah. that plays a that plays yeah. a role in what he's doing. Like exercise, we're seeing so much of activity taken out of schools nowadays, and and I mean it's been proven over and over and over again. There's studies when it comes to anxiety, depression, ADD, ADHD, any mood disorder, anything like that, any brain disorder. That regular exercise and and lots of it, especially in kids, lots of it has been clinically proven to help normalize their brainwave patterns, to help normalize their brain activity, to get rid of the, the, uh, the extra and nervous energy. Um, absolutely. Know. The, the, the exercises, I mean, it's absolutely huge. And you know what? Kudos to, um, up in our neck of the woods, we're up in Westchester, but kudos to over in Mason, um, St. Susanna, they just built an outside classroom so that their kids no it's it's beautiful and my buddy kathy was you know spearheading um the you know the progress on that and kudos to her for really making a stand she has four boys she understands that kids need to be outside they need to be engaging they need to be moving she understands the research behind you know how what kids need to be doing these days and so they took a step forward it was a parent who took a stand who you know got the school doing an initiative and they did an awesome thing there so i mean listen like there's people that understand these concepts and are helping pave the way in our community to and let's do be really honest, awesome getting things. getting uh, a Catholic school to step outside the box when they have a uh, couple thousand years of history of like do uh, oh, for keeping sure. tradition. For sure. And I don't mean this in a negative way. I just yeah, mean like yeah. that's not an easy mold to break. No, it's not but an easy mold it, to break at all. But I you think can do it just it. speaks to the fact that they know that there's there's gotta be more. Right. And that we can't keep like we we got we gotta we gotta break the mold when it comes to school. Like we've been doing Absolutely. this classroom school for so long, but then with school, what you've seen over time is they've slowly r- taken everything out of it that makes kids kids. Yep. But indoctrinated all the all the intensity of the learning, and then what you get is now we have all these learning problems where before when you just let kids be kids, you know, exercise and, and then and then and then they were actually you know bringing food to school and yep. and not the school lunch programs. We've just seen this slow degradation of learning happen, but it came as a result of of the lifestyle yep. that goes into school. Yep. Um, so so I mean the big analogy here that I think that you're getting to is like when you're on an airplane, they say put the oxygen mask over yourself before you're helping other people. And it's the same thing with our kids. I mean, we need to be putting the oxygen mask over ourselves. We need to be taking care of ourselves. We need to be we need to be implementing these practices in our own lives yeah. to be able to lead our children from a place of example, not just telling them to do something that so we're not. So let's use that metaphor even a little more. So number 1, if you don't put the oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on your kids and you end up dying, you're no good to your kids. Yep. But number two, the second part of that analogy is once you get it on, then you have to put it on your kids. Yep. And so we have parents that come in all the time that they're either not living a healthy lifestyle themselves, but they want to help their kids, you know, 
uh, avoid a medication. It's like we got to fix the parent's mindset first and let's get the parent healthy because healthy adults equal healthy kids. Yes. And then unhealthy adults equal unhealthy kids. Then there's so there's number one parents you have to get healthy first. Yep. So if you're 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 listening right now, and even if you don't have kids or you're listening to the show and you're thinking, oh, this is a show about kids. It's not. It's a show about healthy adults. Right. And how healthy adults create healthy kids out of habits and patterns. But then number two is if you are healthy as an adult and for whatever and you don't see this one as much, but we see it. That you do healthy things, but then you're like, well, my kids don't, won't eat that. Or I became healthy after already creating bad patterns for my kids. Like we had a friend who, yes. who asked us this question yep. and we won't mention her by name, but she has <laughs> two girls and a boy. But we and, love you. And, yeah, but we love you if you're listening. <laughs> and she asked me this question years ago when we did a class like this was she said, well, how do I get my kids? We've already set up bad patterns. So how do I get my kids to eat healthy? And, you know, my answer to her was kind of simple. I said, if God wanted, you know, if if God, if your kids didn't need you right, to force them to make good decisions, if your kids were capable of making the decisions on their own, then God wouldn't have given them parents right. because they didn't need you to make the decisions. They need you. So make... you have to do it first. We'd all and be And if you already broke the patterns, the answer to your kids sometimes is, Hey, I screwed up and I sucked as a parent a few years ago and now I need to do better. Right. And that 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 young lady had a third child as a boy and that kid eats completely different because right. they set those patterns out of the gate a little differently. So um so we're gonna be breaking down how to how to do this, how to do this right, how to turn this around, how to set our kids up this school year especially for great success with learning and for their um, for their, their brain function. But as an adult, we're also going to be talking about for you, how to maximize your own health, particularly when it comes to mood, focus, energy, things like depression or anxiety, um, any mood related disorders, uh, buckle in because this is going to be awesome. Give us a call at 755-3583 in Cincinnati. That's 513-755-3583. Three five eight three. Yep. No, you're fine. And or you can reach us on the web. It's alignhealthcenter.com. Hey guys, welcome back. This is Dr. Ryan Berlin on 55 KRC Detox Station. We're talking about healthy families, healthy adults equal healthy kids, unhealthy adults equal unhealthy kids. We're kind of talking specifically about um, the school year coming up and, you know, Predominantly about a couple of things. Um, number one, we want our kids to be healthy, have strong immune systems going the school year. Right, right. But number two, we want them set up to learn and succeed. And so one of the big topics is always ADD, ADHD, you know, yes. uh, even in kids now we're seeing things like anxiety, yep. depression. Um, in adults, we see a lot of the same stuff. In fact, I'm blown away at how many adults come into my office. And they've been on ADHD medication for 20 years now because it came out, you know, roughly 20 years ago is when it started becoming, you know, more, right. for lack of a better term, guy, I hate the fact that I'm saying popular, but. <laughs> Trendy, popular. Yeah. But really, that's what it is. That's when the, you know, kind of the diagnosing for it came out a little more prevalently. And unfortunately, the people who are doing most of this diagnosing, it's pretty crazy. It's the school teachers and administrators, not even doctors. They're not even licensed. Right. But they're being educated to look out for signs and then steer people, recommend like, hey, you might want to get your child evaluated for. And it's really weird, but the medical field has really 
um, almost like deputized school teachers and administrators right, right. to get our kids hooked on the equivalent of cocaine and uh, meth. And you guys, like, we have to protect our kids because if I'm looking at, you know, and, 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 like, listen, just the educational model in general that like I have two boys. And so when I look at putting my seven year old in a classroom for eight hours a day and expecting him just to sit like a zombie, um, you know, like I think that there is an issue there. But but skirting even around just that general issue, um, the fact that like when you have a teacher, if you have a teacher with 25 to 30 kids in a classroom and you're trying to keep control of that classroom um, and, you know, you have one or two kids that are just, you know, louder or more antsy or whatever it is. And, and so you're going to call the, the parents of those kids and you know you need those kids to fall in line and so we're going to put them on medication and like let's be honest that medication is essentially going to turn them into a zombie right so that they can sit yeah, there so and just pay the, attention yeah so that's the big thing is i tell pa- pa- patient or parents this all the time is that it's kind of like with uh depression medication is that you know sometimes life sucks and like you get into a period where like a family member died or something major happened and you don't like it's hard to get out of that rut but when you get on medication for depression, it doesn't make you happy. No. And it doesn't necessarily make you not depressed. It just kind of like puts you in a uh, tolerable lull. Right. And I use it as the equivalent of like, if I'm a shy individual, um, I could drink a, you know, a, a couple shots of vodka or, or half a six pack of beer or something. Right. And, and I, I might actually be a little more... Uh, expressive sociable, and sociable, right. but that doesn't mean I'm no longer shy. It means I'm drunk. Right. Right. Exactly. And so the same thing's true with these other medications. It doesn't mean your kid now is a focused, attentive student. He's a uh, chemically induced learning machine, right. but he's also, they're also giving up other parts of that. You know, when, when it comes to being focused, it's like when you're, you're an adult and you're, you know, on depression medication you don't necessarily feel all the lows, but you don't feel most of the highs either. Right. And so you're not actually enjoying life. You're Let's numb. get into some yep. of the major interferences. So we're going to talk about the physical interference via subluxation in, uh, in a few and in, in what we deal with in chiropractic. But bar none, the major toxin through our nutrition that interferes with our bodies in general, but definitely with our mood and learning, what is it? Oh, it's sugar. It's sugar. And you know what? Sugar is, it's, it's beyond rotten teeth. It's, it causes disease. It d- causes dysfunction of your immune system immediately. Um, it's present in all kinds of things that we're not typically, you know, mindful of. Like, you know, you know, when you get a candy bar, it's chock full of sugar. Or yeah, yeah. we're not talking sugar, about like jujubes and, and yep. uh, donuts and ice right. cream sandwiches. No, we're talking about ketchup. We're talking about fruit juice. We're talking about lunch meats. We're talking about breads. Right. Hey, you got to. I mean, you guys, we got to start looking at the packages, especially when we're making lunches for our kids, and and and, and really when we're eating for ourselves, we got to start looking. Like two of the biggest places I see it are two of the the quote unquote health foods that people will go to a restaurant and they'll get soup and salad, but in a restaurant, the soup is usually chock full of sugar, yep. and the salad dressing is usually chock full of sugar. Salad dressings are huge offenders. And that and doesn't mean that offenders. you can't make soups without it. It just means that when we're buying it packaged, when we're buying it from a restaurant, when we're buying it from a store, we have to be very careful because they love to add it into those things. Um, so like the way God designed sugar, right, in nature, 
I love it. Like, listen, you got the smile I on your face. I was going to steal this one. No, you got the smile on your face because you know where we're going. Go, yeah. You, go for it. This you was actually, us. so I love this quote. This was Dr. Lustig. Yeah. Um, he produced uh, He produced the book, you know, uh, what was it called? It was called The uh, Bitter Truth, I believe. His Bitter Truth lecture was turned into a book. But Dr. Lustig had this quote, and his mantra goes like this. When God made the poison, it was packaged with the antidote. Just like fruit which has fiber and juice, wherever there's fructose in nature, there's always more fiber to help slow down the digestion of it. He said the only exception is honey, and that's guarded by bees. And so God made it hard to get on purpose because without, without eating the fiber, the problem is that we're just getting the sugar, and it's going directly in our bloodstream, and it's giving this huge, massive spike in insulin and all this. You know, talk talk about you know the the reality is what are the problems with sugar when it comes to ADD and ADHD? Well, I mean, it, it just gets you it gets you hopped up. You know, that's essentially. I mean, in the short version of it, I mean, we can go we can go into a long, you know, more uh, in depth version of what that looks like. But yeah, it, it, sugar gets you hopped up. Yeah, it's I a mean, mood disruptor. It's a it's a mood disruptor. It it does all sorts of things to you. And and then like like your kid's gonna eat breakfast, or your kid's gonna eat lunch at school, and then they're gonna go back into the classroom, and they're gonna you know we just saw. Uh, that movie, Christopher Robin, we're going to see Tigger bouncing around the classroom because, you know, you got, you're hopped up on sugar. Absolutely. You know, I think the biggest one is when it comes to, you know, it's a mood disruptor, it's a, it's an aggressive stimulant. And, and here's the problem, just like we're giving our kids, you know, medication, um, sometimes not knowing the answer, sometimes we're giving them sugar, not knowing the risk, you know what I mean? Or, or maybe even being ignorant that we're giving it to them. So let's let's break down. Um, so with ADD and ADHD, so we have you know uh, deficit disorders and attention where our kids inattentive. Then you have the other side of that where it's not just inattentive; it's inattentive and hyperactive. Um, the inattentive one usually comes from a lack of good nutrients, and the hyperactive one comes from an addition of you know terrible nutrients like sugar. Um, there was a great quote, and this was all the way back in 1970. So this is before ADD even came on the scene. ADHD came on the scene as a, as a large diagnosis. Remember, it's increased, what do we say? 700%? 700%. Since ni- 1990? So going back to 1970, it's probably increased thousands of percent. Right. Right. But this is in 1970 by market strategy, not science, psychiatry, the pharmaceutical industry and the federal government began calling mental disorders diseases and coercing their diagnosis through the nation's public schools. So again, that's what we were talking about, about literally like deputizing the schools. 200,000 were labeled and drugged, and today 10 million, 20% of the nation's school children are labeled and drugged in a heinous crime and a national disgrace. This was Fred Bauman Jr., MD and neuro- uh, of, of neurology and child neurology specifically. Um, that quote just really goes and hits home. He he literally pointed the finger at who did it, why they did it, and they took a they took normal conditions and in some cases challenges right. and created a uh, they normalized something and made a disease process out of it. So when we go to the diagnosis of ADD or ADHD, I find it interesting because there's like this list of things. That if your kid has more than like three of these, right, then he's considered ADD or ADHD. So read these out. Let's go through these one by one. And then I want you guys, I want to set the stage for this. I want you to think of yourself as a kid. Think of yourself sitting in school. Think of yourself at recess. Think of yourself 
sitting in church because remember, God, we used to sit and how long those sermons were like <laughs> we had we went to a two hour to a two and a half hour church growing up that we sat through yeah like church mice yep i remember like bringing <laughs> my he-man guys and playing on the floor with them very quietly yes yeah and church was so long like i would take willingly take a nap <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about these uh we got nine of them here these are the nine most common but let's go through these one by one so number one is you fidget with your hands or your feet, or you squirm in your seat. Yeah. Number two, you leave the seat in the classroom or in other situations in which remaining in the seat is expected. Yeah. So you have to remain in your seat. That's expected at school. And kids go to school for a seven, seven hour day or something like that, six hour day. And they're expected to not leave their seat other than recess, which by which they only get one of those now. And it's directly following lunch usually when the, we haven't even given the food that they just ate a chance to metabolize all that sugar. So they right. go out and run around for a few minutes and that sugar is like pumping its way into their system. Right. Now we expect them to return back to the classroom and right. sit down and not and get up. If you misbehave, the first thing they take away is recess. Um, anyway, number three, you often run or climb excessively in situations in which it's inappropriate. Number four, you have difficulty playing or engaging in leisure activities quietly we have a little guy he's uh gonna be five years old <laughs> he's and going to kindergarten <laughs> I, I follow him around everywhere going shh because shh, shh, he <laughs> yeah. he lacks an inside voice yeah he doesn't he definitely doesn't understand what quietly means right now um number but five, he's at that age you pointed that out to me the other day that yeah. he's at that age that kindergarten age where they actually don't get that no he doesn't they're in get a very it. expressive yes, age they're in a very expressive time and it's yep. not natural for them to have like an inside voice and an outside voice when they're four years old. Right, right. We really have to work on that. Um, number five is that they, they're often on the go or often acts as if driven by a motor. Number six is they often talk excessively. That is all of my children, even the two-year-old. That's because they're my kids. <laughs> they're both. Yeah, that's right. Um, number One of my six. friends said this weekend that this radio show is a longtime dream of mine. <laughs> That now I have all the ears to hear me and that um, I no longer need my imaginary friends I had when I was younger because because I have all of you listening. Oh, I love it. Um, number seven is often blurts out answers before questions have been completed. Number eight is often has difficulty awaiting turn. And number nine is often interrupts or intrudes on others. So the reality is in kids, especially young kids, we're talking about four, five, six years old. That sounds like every kid I know. That's every kid. And you guys, listen, these are the things that we go to school to learn. We learn socially acceptable behavior in school. And that's all this is, is we learn how to be human beings that interact with each other. And we don't need a drug. We don't need a drug to address this behavior. We just need to learn what behavior looks like. Yeah, I think, we, you know, we, we have our kids in a little different school setting because we don't believe that school is necessarily designed to teach a kid every little fact he needs to know for the rest of his life. We do believe that school is designed to teach kids how to challenge themselves, how to come to conclusions and answers, how to uh, logically figure things out, how to ask strong questions, how to yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, you know, hey, if you're in northern Cincinnati suburbs and you want to hear about an awesome school, um, this school started up a couple of years ago. It's called the North Star Classical School. It's in Middletown, Ohio. Um, go ahead and check them out on online. Uh, Google North Star Classical School. Yeah, we absolutely love that school. One of the reasons we love it is because we're not going to get the encouragement of, you know, medications being forced on our kids. You know, one of the biggest issues is that we're going to talk about some of these effects when we come back. But more importantly, we're going to be talking about solutions. 
is that medications like Ritalin, they've actually been studied to change the brain long term. And as you can imagine, these aren't always positive changes. You know, the stimulant Ritalin, um, like we said, it looks similar to an amphetamine or cocaine. And at least in rats, uh, the team at University, University of Buffalo found that there's a potential for causing long-lasting changes in the brain cell structure and function. And that was the annual meeting in Society of Neuroscience in San Diego back in 2001. Um, and we're still using this stuff like crazy. So uh, coming up, how do we maximize our kids' meals? What does a maximized meal look like? What should exercise look like uh, for the family on a regular basis? And then what's chiropractic's role in raising healthy families? You're listening to 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. Um, my name is Ashley, and we're, I'm here with my husband, Dr. Ryan Berlin, and we're talking today about raising healthy families and how healthy parents make healthy kids. And um, and we're talking about this this back to school because we're, we're, we're gearing up. We're going back to school. Kids are, are, are getting ready to go back in the classroom again. And how do we set our kids up for the most possible success that they can experience this school year um, in terms of, of just being successful and learning and focusing and, and doing a great job and what they're supposed to be doing when, when their jobs are school. Yeah. If you, uh, your kids are going back to school, I want you to know it's not too late. We can, uh, we can still help them. In fact, we have kids coming in this week. We just started an entire like three or four families the last two days. Yep. And what's neat is we already have a couple of these parents coming back and telling us, um, that their son or daughter had slept through the night for the first time ever and was and slept better than ever just after one adjustment and that they were already so impressed with what they were seeing that they knew for a fact that this was going to make a huge impact this year, especially when it came to school and learning and processing. Um, That's so beautiful. I love the families. You guys, if you if you get the opportunity, um, when you get the opportunity to come into the office, you're going to see that this is a clinic that is chock full of families. And for some people, they've never thought about kids getting adjusted before. Yeah, well, check us out on Facebook because I think that's a good window into what's going on. If you right. go on Facebook and you check out uh, Align Chiropractic, um, and it's, it's facebook.com slash Align Chiropractic WC if you want the direct link. But if you go there, you can look at pictures and videos and and you'll see tons of families and tons of amazing things. And then you'll also get a good window into like what we teach them, what's being posted, like what are they looking into, what are they learning. Right. So I want to tell a story. Uh, first of all, tell, tell everyone how to reach our office. Obviously, we just yeah, gave off Facebook. but Yeah, um, you can call 513-755-3583. Um, again, that's 513-755-3583. Or you can find us on the web at alignhealthcenter.com. I'm going to tell you a story about one of my recent uh, little buddies in practice. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a little guy. He's less than four years old. Uh, he, I, I can't use his real name cause I, I don't have, uh, permission from his parents to tell his, you know, his story you know, on a personal level with using his name. Um, but I will tell you this, this little guy came into my office on the first visit. Their concerns were immune issues, ear infections. Their concerns were, um, he was already exhibiting a lot of the symptoms of inattentiveness and ADD and ADHD. And their biggest fear is this kid's going to be going to school one day. Yeah. And when he came in our office the first day, it was like he was shot out of a cannon. And it wasn't <laughs> like he was shot out of a cannon. It was like he was shot out of a cannon. And then, and then um, like someone also turned like the little key on his back that like, 
You know, once he slowed down, reached out of the cannon, set Did him he running. Act as if he was driven by a motor. Yeah, exactly. Act <laughs> going back to those nine diagnosis points. Yeah. Uh, here's how bad it was when we went to take. Uh, so when I went in the room to do the exam, um, he was licking. His mom had given him a, a container full of uh, Tic Tacs, red ones specifically. Oh lord! And he was licking all the red off the Tic Tacs, so it was gone, and then spitting out the white part of the, you know, the leftover white Tic Tac. And oh, no. uh, right away, I'm going, oh, okay, oh, gosh, number one, Tic Tacs are nothing but sugar. Number two, it's the red dye that they say is the worst uh, preservative that you can possibly consume for att- inattentiveness. And kids who have ADD and ADHD are addicted oh, no. to red dye number 40, I believe it is. And so I'm walking in the room going, okay, this is already a mess. And then we go to get him to try to sit for his x-rays. And like, like if you look at his x-ray, I had to... Uh, grab my hand and gently hold him by the chin so that we could get his head in front of the camera. But he was literally like fighting me the whole time. And so it took me, his mom, one of my other doctors to finally like get this kid in a position where we could get an x-ray to see what was going on. Now, fast forward just like two short weeks, uh, his first adjustment ever by adjusting his upper neck area and getting the pressure off of his brainstem and the upper nerves in his neck that were going to his ears, not only did he not have any more ear infections, but his tubes in his ears fell out on the first visit. That's amazing. His mom literally came in the next day and said his tubes fell out of his ears and literally his ears had completely drained and he has not had an ear infection since. That's awesome. This little guy, two weeks in, becomes an entirely different kid. He's not hyperactive. He's coming in. He plays quietly with the toys in the office. His mom will sit on the chiropractic table and read him a book while they're waiting for you know us to come to the table to get him adjusted. He can like totally just sit and chill out. Fast forward six weeks, we take an updated x-ray to see how great the changes are, and they were amazing. Now his spine's looking better. He's got a curve back into his neck, his upper cervical area. Um, the subluxations are being corrected. But the best part was this kid just sat there and sat in front of the x-ray machine and let us take an x-ray without wiggling, without squirming, without three people needing to hold him down and practically hog tie him to get him in place. Yeah. He's not licking red dye off of M&M's anymore. He's eating nuts and he's eating granola and he's like totally different food. food selections. And that was in six weeks time. Walk me through. Okay. So you said that you adjusted, um, like when you adjusted him, you're talking about the upper cervicals and the things in his neck. Walk me through the connection between. So mom came in because someone referred her in through, uh, through our office because our patients are warriors and they tell people all the time that there's hope that there's help that can be had that, um, that your kid doesn't need to be on the equivalent of cocaine or on the equivalent of, um, you know, crystal meth or the equivalent of speed in order to get their mood back in or their uh, their attention or their um, behavior back in, 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 you know, into a tolerable range. Right. That there there's probably likely an interference. And so when the mom comes in her office. You know, the sim- the explanation was this simple. Your brain is connected to all parts of your body and the areas that regulate things like attentiveness, mood, uh, their activity, sensory yep. function, that the area that regulates all that actually isn't the brain. It's the brain stem. And the most common reason for an injury in the spine at the level of the brain stem is actually the birth process. Wow. And so this little guy happened, I can't remember his exact situation, but I I remember it was either a C-section or a forceps birth or a vacuum extraction or something like that. 
that he had been pulled out and it created so much stress in that upper neck that his first couple vertebrae were misaligned. There was supposed to be a curve in the neck and there wasn't one. The first two vertebrae were so misaligned that it looked like one of those vertebrae was like severely rotated and the other one was shifted over. And if you can imagine like there's there's a there's a, a canal that the spinal cord is supposed to go through formed from the vertebra and his were shifted so far out of position it was putting just tension and stress on the canal. So that area deals with all those functions of sensory and mood and hyperactivity and you know all that. How well do you think that was functioning? Yeah, no, not well at all. So we analyze his x-rays, we figure out the listing, we start adjusting him. By adjusting, we just start making gentle corrections by moving those vertebrae, unlocking them, and, and getting them moving freely again. And then with some specific instrumentation, getting getting some very specific motion and start recreating those curvatures as the spine is supposed to have that were destroyed when he was born from the actual birth process. Right. So this is a little guy that, um, you know, had one of had one of our warrior patients, somebody who really loved and cared about his mom and his family, not reached out and said something and, and talked about and shared chiropractic and how your body heals and how it functions. This is the a typical little guy that when he would have gone to school, he would have had a teacher who would have said, hey, he you know, like he's not fitting in this mold of, you know, interrupting, awaiting his turn, blurting out answers, talking excessively, acting as if he's run by a motor. I mean, all these, quote unquote, diagnoses diagnoses for ADHD um, and, and, and probably put on medication. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the biggest things that when people come into our office and, you know, we ask them why they haven't been to a chiropractor before, you know, especially when their kids are 8, 9, 10, how about 15, 16? We have another friend that their kids go to a very expensive private school in the area and they brought both of their kids in because they were considering putting them on Vyvanse, which is a pretty nasty drug. Oof. And... I said, give me a shot at working with them first. Let's check them for subluxation. Have they ever been checked for subluxation? And her question was, what the heck's a subluxation, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, because nobody's taught that. And we started talking about, you know, subluxation being a condition of the spine where there's interference on the nerves. And it's very common in kids. There was a heart, there's Harvard research that said 80% of children checked at birth had a blocked occipital nerve. What that means is they didn't use this language, but 80% of children were born subluxated. And I said, let me work with them. And she brought her two kids in that they're spending ten, twenty thousand dollars per year on, you know, a private Christian education. And the school is telling them, I'm spending twenty thousand dollars with you, and you're telling me my kid needs drugs. Right. Right. And so she's taking their word for it, but then I reached out and said, Let me help. And within a couple months, this kid who was a, a one of their kids was a C student, ends up being a mostly A and B student. And just totally turns it around. He's focused in school. He's enjoying it now. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not stressed out about not getting the grades and not being able to play sports. Oh, and if the teacher's stressed out, I mean, imagine how stressed out the kid is. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So here's the question we, we get so often is, you know, why haven't they been told? Why haven't they been told? And it's because nobody can explain to them the connection that their brain is the organ that controls everything, but their brain stem is the area of processing And that when there's interference within the spine, it creates stress with the body's ability to regulate functions, mood, immune function. You know, kids with things now, this new condition, it's the new ADHD is pandas. Well, I promise you, we're going to do a whole show on that one because that's a condition that's so misunderstood. 
And, and but but that affects this learning too. And when we check these kids, they're all heavily subluxated, all of them severely subluxated. I checked two pandas kids today, two ADHD uh, diagnosed kids today, and they didn't have pandas and they didn't have ADD or ADHD. They had subluxation in the spine that was interfering with their immune system, their nervous system, their ability to process information. And uh, <clears throat> and the good news is, is that there's a better way. You know, so I think, I think, I think here's the thing is we have pair patients who understand health from a certain scenario and we have pa- patients who maybe see it from a another view. And what's weird is sometimes the parents who are focused on health don't always have the healthiest kids. And sometimes the patients who aren't really focused on health, their kids are seemingly fine. You know, so, so there's this question that gets begged very frequently, which is why can, why can one kid receive all of his vaccines, have no reaction yet? Another kid might have a reaction after just one vaccine. Why can one kid eat McDonald's, eat tons of sugar, rarely get sick. Another kid is gluten-free organic, eats really well, has allergies, eczema, et cetera. And a lot of it goes back simply back to that, that nervous system, that, that nervous system. Yes. Yes. What? Yes. No, you're right. It all go, it all goes back to the nervous system. It's your body's ability to heal. Like how can one person heal from one thing and one person not heal from it? And it's your body's ability to heal and what controls healing in the body. And that's why we talk about turning the power on that. Some people literally need the power turned on because it was shut off at one point in time, whether it was birth, whether it was the car accident you were in, whether as a kid, it was falling down 100 times. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The 30,000 falls that you have when you're learning to walk. Right. That if you think about it, the nervous system's so critical that we can literally go, do you know, we can survive a month without food. We can survive days without water. We can literally survive minutes without air, but we can't go a single second without our nerve function. Not one second. The French proved it with a guillotine. We, we use yes. that all the time. I love it. <laughs> that if you disconnect the brain and spinal cord from the rest of the body, that's not a belief. This is not a belief that... The nervous system is important. It's a fact. It's a law. It's just like gravity, you know, that we can't go a single second without our nerve system functioning. So disconnected things die. Oh, that's such a strong statement. Disconnected things die. And before they die, they deteriorate and degenerate. And some of our kids and some of some of you adults have been disconnected from the the life source, the power source, which is the brain and its ability to function and thrive and control the body since birth or since that last car accident or since playing football as a kid. And literally your body's going through a process of deteriorating and your brain is going through a process of deteriorating. There's and research I, that says yeah. 90% of the health of the brain is, is uh, determined by the movement and proper function of the spinal column. Right. And if so, you're on medication, you're numb to it. Unhealthy spine, unhealthy nervous system, unhealthy body. Let's talk a little bit more about this coming up. We're going to talk about the nutrition and the proper practices for keeping your nervous system and body healthy once you get it that way. Call us at 513-755-3583. You're listening to Align Your Health on the talk station, 55KRC. Hey guys, Dr. Ryan Berlin, 55KRC, Detox Station. You're listening to Align Your Health. And uh, we're talking about getting back to school, optimizing our kids' learning. But uh, really what we're talking about is how healthy adults equate to healthy kids. 
Yep. That unhealthy adults equate to unhealthy kids. And so we're really trying to figure out how do we set our kids up for the best success this uh, this school year. And we're going to talk a little bit about a, what a nutrition plan looks like in our day in the life of our family. Yep. And we're going to talk about the, what we've just implemented because kids are getting ready to go back to school where they're not going to be running around every single day. So we're going to talk about um, exercise and how we implement that with our family. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I just want Ashley to talk for a second. She's got just a great... Um, I, I, you just got a great perspective on this of like not putting the cart before the horse and where, where chiropractic fits in and why, if you're doing the right things in the areas of nutrition and exercise, but you're not, you don't have this chiropractic lifestyle right. that we're really not setting ourselves up right. for success. Right. Yeah. And I think parents know, you know, like with all the whole foods trips, they know they're hitting their organic food. They're, they're trying to, you know, set their kids up for success, but we do find frequently that chiropractic is the one piece that they're, that they're very much so missing. And we say in our office all the time, we say our power is on, your power's on, you get adjusted, your power's on. And that's because your nervous system controls all health and healing in your body. And where does that nerve supply come from? It's your brain, right? Yeah, it's your brain and it's your spinal cord. They control everything that happens in your entire body. And for your heart to beat, for your lungs to breathe, for your food to digest, for your cortisol levels to work properly. We talked about cortisol a few weeks ago. For information that has to go from your brain down your spinal cord through these nerves, right? And if it is doing this at 100%, then all of those other things like nutrition and exercise, they all matter. But if it's not doing it at 100%, then those things don't make a difference at all. Ooh, that's what I'm talking about. I love how you say that with such conviction, but but it's true. It's true. Because you could be exercising, but if you're exercising on a bad spine, right? you could be literally creating more damage or trying to exercise and get results, and the one system that's supposed to help your body take that exercise and make something out of it yeah. is shutting down. We could be giving our kids the, we could shop at Whole Foods, buy the most expensive, healthy, organic food in the world. We could be flying in food from the four corners of the earth right. and getting the best of the best of the best. But if the nerves that are controlling the way they digest the food, um, the way that their food then, their body takes that food and then, you know, uses it for growth or an immune response or for brain power. Right, right. It doesn't make a difference at all so if that, their that nervous example, system isn't functioning. That example we all, we've used for years, and we may need to update this one because some people don't know who he is. Christopher Reeves. Yeah, yeah. Superman. They, the, the, sorry, Henry Cavill, <laughs> but the original Superman. Right. Well, not even the original, but, but, our, but our favorite one from back in the day. <laughs> the original to us. Yeah, the original <laughs> to us. Um, right. Let's yeah, give so, the Christopher Reeves example. What does Christopher Reeves have to do with chiropractic? Right. So he fell off a horse, and what did he damage? He damaged his spinal cord. And what did it shut down in his body? So it shut down everything. Yeah, I think it was like five organs. Right. And if we gave Christopher Reeves a really good nutrition plan, he still isn't, wasn't going to get better. And if we gave him a really good detox plan, he wasn't going to get better. And he wasn't going to get better because he had damage to his spinal cord. And the fastest way you can cause damage to your body is by damaging your spinal cord. Oof. And if that's true then the converse is true. The fastest way to get healthy is by getting your spinal cord and your nervous system healthy. You know, we had, tw we had twin six-year-old brothers that came into our office and they both literally received the same exact medical care. That they, they were born to the same mom, you know, born in the same womb. And 
you know what happened is one of the kids he he had uh, a, he had a neurotypically a very he was a healthy child. His initial X-ray when we took it in our office had a curve to it, a C-shaped curve like your your spinal cord is supposed to have. Right. His brother on, on you know and he had a X-ray like we see in kids very often who are not neurotypical, who are ADD, ADHD, you know, autism spectrum type disorders. And he had this straight cervical curve when he first presented in our office. But these kids ate the same food. They had the same medical treatment, literally had the same shot schedule, same diagnosis, all this, or same, uh, same sleep, same, breathed the same air, had the exact same genetics. They were identical twins, twins for crying out loud. But only one of these two kids ended up regressing into autism. And if you looked at their nervous system and their spine, you would see that one of them had a beautiful protected spinal cord and nerve system. And one of them had this straight spinal cord that's been shown to put tension right on the brainstem. So regardless of symptoms, regardless of diagnosis, regardless of history, the one system that needed specific attention for these two children, both of them equally, because how would you know if you didn't have that unless you'd ever had an x-ray, was they had to have their nerve systems evaluated and it wasn't until we actually started adjusting the one twin brother who had the horrible spine that he started showing signs of coming out of that regression in autism and being able to change that. So the, that's so huge. So the, the nervous system, if you've never heard this before, if your child is on the spectrum, if you as an adult have issues with mood disorders, if you have uh, anxiety, depression, if your kids are ADD, ADHD, if they're having issues with um, tics or with... Um, uh, uh, Tourette's or sensory issues or any of these things, call our office at 513-755-3583. Let's get their nervous systems checked and let's get these kids and these adults healthy for crying out loud. So some studies have shown that exercise, especially in adults, relieves depression. And we see it in kids that it helps to regulate their mood. Researchers assigned 156 patients over age 50 who suffered from major depressive disorders, major, not minor, but major depressive disorders. They assigned them to one of three treatments, exercise three times a week for a total of 45 minutes, medication with sertaline, which is Zoloft, or both exercise and medication. Okay. Right. Here's the outcome. Between 60 and 70% of the patients in all groups no longer met criteria for major depressive disorders at the study's conclusion. But in addition, researchers found that patients in the exercise group were more likely to continue to be partially or fully recovered than those in the medication group. I'm going to repeat that. Those in the exercise group were found to be continue to be partially or fully recovered more likely than those in the medication group. So By the medication would... group, they mean medication with, with uh, sertaline or medication exercise together, either one of the medication groups right. did not perform as well as the ones who just exercised alone. So if you are looking to be fully or even partially recovered, then just exercise and get off medication. Get adjusted. Get adjusted. Start exercising. Researchers found that 20 minutes a day, just a 20-minute walk a day, was enough to decrease people's symptoms of anxiety or depression more than medication and find a doctor to work with you that has this type of plan. So why are we talking about this? Cause healthy adults equal healthy kids. 
So what's the what's one of the next things that we do with our children? We get them adjusted, and then we get them. We get them exercising. Get them exercising. Ashley and I were just talking about this. We're going back to school. The kids have been running around all summer. They've been swim team, uh, tennis. Yep. Golf. Yep. Golf. Uh, yep. Hudson did a basketball, basketball camp. camp. Well, he, he learned the fundamentals. Didn't even know how to dribble yet. <laughs> and yeah. uh, they've been they've been exercising all summer. We've been taking them to parks and running around with them. Yep. Um, but we know that that's about to come to a little bit of a halt because winter's around the corner. It's not yep. as easy to be outside, be outdoors. Old man winter's kind of grumpy and doesn't like <laughs> you know kids playing, especially in Ohio. And so we got to come up with how do we keep these kids moving? And right. so the other day, Ashley and I got up for our workout uh, Monday morning. We have a workout date, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So Monday morning, we got up. We got out to the garage. We picked out the workout. We got the music on. We set the timer. And uh, we did a workout. You remember what it was? Yeah, I do remember what it was. I think it was that 30 seconds on. Yep, 30 seconds of squats, 30 seconds of push-ups, 30 seconds rest, six rounds for time. And then we did a plank. Yep, followed by 30 seconds of plank, 30 seconds of rest, six rounds for time. Right. And the coolest thing about that workout was we're out there, we're working out, and the boys come out in the garage. Both of our boys come out in the garage. And when we left to go out in the garage, they were on the couch in pajamas we're a few minutes in and they come out in the garage and they're wearing their workout clothes and they're ready to work out with us. So um, why are they doing that? Because we didn't even tell them to come out in the garage. We asked them if they wanted to and they said, we'll be out in a few minutes. But they see their parents setting patterns and healthy adults equal healthy kids. Unhealthy adults equal unhealthy kids. So they come out, we cranked up the music, we let them pick some music for themselves. We reset the timer after our workout for them. Uh, I did a couple of rounds with them just to encourage them. They kept going. Uh, the best part was th- this is their first one of this school year, you know, because we've been not pushing them through the workouts <laughs> through the summer. And yeah. Brooke starts giving up about yeah. round five. Yep. And so I jumped in and I had to push them and let them know that, you know, we don't uh, how we do something is how we do everything. Yep. Berlin's aren't quitters. Berlin's aren't quitters. And yep. uh, you got to you got to suck it up. Buttercup. <laughs> we don't quit when we don't quit when it gets hard. We quit when we're done. We quit when we're done. And he did it. He did the last round. He did great. And he had a blast with it. And we had some fun. We went in. We had our protein shake, which brings up another great point. What does nutrition look like? If healthy adults equal healthy kids, then mm. oh, as so parents, good. what does your nutrition look like throughout the day? I want you to take note of this. As a mom or a dad, I want you to write down everything you ate today. And then I want you to go through it and I want you to highlight all the things that you wouldn't want your kids eating throughout the day. Right. And I want you to really take note of that because they're watching you. They're doing the same things you're doing. They're going to be eating the same things you're looking. So let's give some examples of what does breakfast look like for our kiddos? Yeah. So, I mean, usually, truly it's eggs. I mean, we do a lot of eggs. Um, We also... We'll do protein shakes um, where we do, you know, a lot of spinach and with either some um, almond milk or some water. Um, and then we have a great um, protein powder that uh, we use the Max Living, Max Living brand protein powder. Yep. It's it's wonderful. It comes from grass fed cows. Um, it's It has a lot of great, great nutrients in it. Um, you can do a little raw almond butter if you'd like to. Um, some ice. But we do a great, great protein shake in so the morning. So coconut or almond milk, some fresh berries, lots of spinach, a little bit of raw almond butter or something like that. Yep, yep. A little bit of protein powder. You and blend it up. Lunch usually looks like um, we usually do salads. We have a lot of salads, or we do you know a protein and a vegetable. But we try to go heavier on the vegetables than what we do. Um, if if 
if it looks something that's quick for us is we'll do some of those organic frozen peas or frozen mixed vegetable mixes if we're looking for a quicker vegetable. Otherwise, we're literally just like chopping up broccoli or asparagus or whatever. So basically, and that's what basically like. the nutrition for kids should look like adults. Lots of vegetables. Yep. Fruit. Yep. Nuts, snacks. seeds, snack food. Snacks know, good- are like ants on a log, the celery with the almond butter and the raisins. Um, yeah, so we have a lot of that stuff. So um, if you need help with this. Yeah, if you guys are looking for help with us, reach out to us. Get in contact with us. Call our office, 513-755-3583. Go back. Listen to the podcast from the previous weeks. Start start listening to those. They're a huge help. I promise you all those subjects. You can get us. You can get on our Facebook page. Get on our Facebook page and check us out at Align Chiropractic. Check out the website, AlignHealthCenter.com, and uh, keep tuning in every week on 55KRC, the talk station. This is Align Your Health with Dr. Ryan Berlin and Ashley Berlin. We'll see you next week.